Welcome everyone to the Restore Podcast. So welcome guys to the Restore Podcast with me, Owen Walker. Um, I'm here today with colleague, friend and legend, uh, Jason Fox. Welcome, mate. Hello, mate. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> no, worries. no worries, mate. No worries at all. So um, just wanted to have a chat with you today, um, Jason. So a couple of things really, as, as I'm sure you're aware. So running this podcast, it really is just built on self-care. Having been a critical care paramedic for the past six years, done London Hems, the air ambulance for, for 10 years and been in the job for 20 years. I really just really realized that a lot of people, a lot of paramedics don't take care of themselves. And so the, the premise of this podcast is just around self-care and mental health, really. And um, my, you know, not, not only my own mental health, but, but other people's. And what I really wanted to infer it through these episodes, mate, is how people navigate mental health, but also just in life as well. So just, just for listeners that might not have, just starting at the start, Jason, just, just for listeners that might not be aware, what's, what's a bit of your background, mate? Um, so I, was, I joined the military at a young age at 16. Uh, did Royal Marines training, um, spent just shy of 10 years in the Marines and then did special forces training selection and spent another 10 years in the special forces. That was around, I did that around, um, well, just, just post 2001 really. And then, and then was in the military when I suppose it was quite busy and, um, enjoyed my job, uh, believed in what I was doing and, and enjoyed the people that I worked with. And I think it, that that ten years, that last ten years in the in the noughties and just beyond, was um, quite hectic. And I think, and, and it did not. I don't. I don't think it did have an impact on me. And it took me a little bit of time to navigate that and work out what I needed to do get me, to get me back on the straight and narrow. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Two thousand and twelve, I got um, medically discharged from the uh, Her Majesty's forces uh, with PTSD, yeah. and then. And so then I had a journey there working out why that was and what I needed to do. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And so so I can really resonate with that with 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 that myself. Um and we'll talk we'll touch on some of that stuff actually um in a bit, Jason, because I think that's powerful and just that journey of self exploration and understanding things and processing different things. But just looking back at your career, mate, so quite similar really in regards to the we both did twenty I've done twenty years and very much looking to Get out myself, get out myself, and do stop seeing as much as many sort of dead people. Um, but also, um, but also, we both did twenty years. But I think some of the fundamental prerequisites that you were talking about, about you know, in a high performing team, because I'm really interested in high performing teams, and just how in a, as a critical care paramedic within an advanced paramedic um, scheme, we, one of the one of the prerequisites is just doing the basics well. Um, and changing different domains just into different high pressure situations, but also yeah. just sticking to the sticking to the basics well. And um, and 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 one thing, I, so I just like to sort of get your perspective on that, and also your perspective on situation awareness. Because one thing it's taught me of twenty years as a paramedic is just I've I've, I've kind of developed this good situation awareness where I can sort of step back from myself, realize when I'm getting overwhelmed just by individual stressors. And just start to. It wasn't always that way. I've had plenty of times when I've got it wrong, got it wrong. But I've started to develop sort of better situation awareness over the, over the last few years. Was that the same? Would, could you say that the same of you as a sort of military operator? 
No, it was like it was like listening to myself then. Yeah, it, it, like I mean, doing things like this is great as well because this brings even more a, a personal awareness. Because you're like, I'm listening to you, and I'm like, yeah. And even though I've sort of maybe had that conversation with myself about how my life has gone, it's still good to listen to someone else because then you, you it's, whether you reaffirm or I'm learning from you, I don't know, but that's what I think happens, and I can. I find it difficult to go back to being a 16-year-old recruit mm. learning because I'm like, how was I then? Was I was I someone that got freaked out at the drop of a pin? Or or, or was I just someone naturally that was, that was naturally okay with high-pressured, stressful situations, which I don't think is the case yeah. because there was, there's plenty of times where I would lose my, lose my, you know, whatever. And I'd have to sort of learn how to deal with that situation. So it is definitely, I've been a work in progress, that's for sure. But I think I, what I do do is I do thrive on chaos. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't mean that in a bad way, and I don't want that to be the case. But little things really, really bother me mm. more than I, if something's gone batshit, I'm like, I, I find it easier to slow things down. Mm. I can see, I see red mist a lot quicker with just ridiculous stuff and it annoys me. Mm. It does annoy me. But um, that aside, the whole situational awareness thing, I think it does come down a lot to personal awareness, as in your own emotions of being able to, whether it's people who say it's compartmentalization, I think it's just acknowledging different situations that you're in and using your emotion in a positive way, whether it's fear, anxiety, whatever, and just harnessing it and then making it focus you on what you need to do. And then we come straight back to um, the basics done well. Mm-hmm. Everyone thinks, and I'm sure it's the same, in fact, I know it's the same because it's the way I think about your profession, 100%. Everyone thinks that... Um, being a special forces soldier is cool and you do amazing stuff and you know how to do crazy stuff. And it's just, it's just cool. And it isn't the whole thing comes down to doing all the basic stuff Mm. really well. If you can do that, you can do the rest of it because you, that then becomes second nature. The stuff that really matters, which is the basics of your job becomes second nature. You don't need to think about that as much that they get done well and you can focus on all the other little bits and pieces that make that fine tune whatever profession you're in i think yeah yeah i uh, i 100% agree with you uh boxy mate i i think exactly the same it's and and what i've realized so it's similar to what you were just saying actually around sort of seeing red mist and i i, I get really pissed off when there's lots of noise and stresses and and i cuz i it's about detecting sort of the next in the hierarchy of need the next right thing to do and so what i need to do is i need to silence all the noise be it the i don't be it the screaming parents or the or the actually you know the suction unit or the alarms on the monitors i I get everything off and i'm like right okay now i need to see clearly what the next right thing to do is and um one thing i've realized about myself as well i get really pissed off when things are really difficult um i've heard some really difficult situations recently and I develop this kind of internal sense of Tourette's, but I try and not like verbalize <laughs> it. I just kind of keep it in my mind. And I'm like, why is this so 
be difficult and um but yeah, yeah but just I just kind of just learn to sort of breathe through that and and then share the mental model and kind of just just get through it but um yeah it, it it has been it has been challenging but one of the one of the things I wanted to sort of look at with you really is through the different through my history of of kind of reaching out of of just pre-hospital and looking at the jungle and the desert and some of the stuff I've done in both environments and some of the domains you've been in in the jungle in the desert underwater on the water um and about extreme environments one of the fundamental things I've realized is just around good self-care in these environments because as the environment becomes more extreme just the better you have to just look after yourself your own hydration your own your own kit good kit husbandry good just good prep have you have you found that to be the same especially when sort of leading other people sort of just just really that sense of drilling down yeah it can't, again the basic sort of thing we spoke about earlier but um i'd say i've become as i've learned my craft I've, I've moved away from it now admittedly and i but i do tap into it you know expedition wise and all this sort of stuff as i've learned it i've I've become a bit of a pest with regard to like kit and how things need to be. Mm. And like when I pack a rucksack, there is a, there is a certain way it needs yeah. to be. And if it doesn't look like, but I, when I go and load the boot up in the car, I'm like, <laughs> real. it's, I don't know. I, I, sometimes I think like, do I need to chill out <laughs> or is that a good thing? But, I know, I know what you mean. But anyway, but, but, then, but then but going back, Yes, it is like the only thing that gets you through. So I, you know, from after the military, I've gone and done a few expeditions at, and and I'm not an expert in, say, canoeing. I'm I'm not a world class canoeer. I'm not Olympic canoeer. I'm not. A, I'm I, I I am a hundred percent not an Olympic rower. But I've gone and done things that involve that. But it isn't that skill that matters. Yeah, it's the it's the basic stuff that everyone should have learned as a child, which is washing yourself. Have you washed yourself properly? Is it like, I don't mean to sound weird, but you know, have you washed your groin properly? So it's not going to start rotting. So you have got no other worries going on. Yeah. You get, like all that stuff that's really, really important allows you to focus then on the stuff that you're not an expert yeah. or that you, that requires a lot more thought you know like skills that you really do need to fine-tune and or you need to really think about and i think because of that those those expeditions don't freak me out before i go into them okay there might be some minutes of freaking out because the admin's absolutely all over the place but the the it's the fact that the whole thing doesn't freak me out because i know i'm not being like cocky or anything i know how to look after myself basically and that's all that really matters you know what happens if i get a blister i know how to deal with that because i've had them before and I, I've, I've focused on that being an important thing so i i go and look at that and you know make sure that i keep that on, on under wraps you know keep it at bay so yeah, it's, it's definitely probably the key to most especially with regard to in you know operating in weird environments yeah. or, or environments that we're not used to maybe yeah, absolutely, absolutely, and I, I think I think one one other way, just probably me and you are quite similar, is actually just looking at 
um, you know, the social, the lockdown and the social isolation, I, I'm kind of busier than ever, ever, you know, not just at work, but just on, on, on days off. And I, I think the, the capacity to keep yourself busy and, and, and keep yourself occupied mentally and physically uh, is, is, is something, even in, in the extreme environments, when, I, when I've been six weeks in the jungle, I feel like I'm going stir crazy, but actually keeping myself occupied with many little tasks and keeping my 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 physical fitness up is, is that something that you found over this this time period and and when you're away you just you can just keep yourself busy. You know, I I probably have a better routine yeah. when I'm away or in lockdown yeah. than I do in my normal life now because. I don't know really what normal life is, but there's always meetings and stuff, and I'm always in a rush. Yeah. Now, I am busy now, but there is definitely more of a routine. I know that each day I'm going to get... I'm told by the government I've got an hour to go out and do it, do an exercise or 45 minutes, whatever the government guidance is, that's what I do. Don't worry. <laughs> but, but I get, you know, so that's set in stone. Me, me, you know, me and my missus, Jules, we'll, we'll go out and we'll do some exercise together. It's actually... I'd say I've surprised myself in the fact that I'm I'm actually all right living with someone I didn't even know that before. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, so this lockdown is like an expedition. There's because on an expedition or going away to these far flung places, you have to have a routine because that comes back to the basics mm. and that's what gets you through yeah. the hardships of being on an expedition because there are hardships even though we love it. Mm. Whereas lockdowns are slightly different, it's not as it's not as hard, but it is because mentally we don't really know what's going on. We don't know what this is going to look like the landscape afterwards. Mm. But you have to have a routine because we can't control that. So why are we worried about something we can't control? Mm. It's a it's a bizarre thing. But what we can control is our routine and what we do. That doesn't mean you know. There's been a few days where I've sort of like not got up early. You know, sort of like um, I don't know, sort of. Bas- basting the fact that I don't have to get up yeah. but other than that outside of those the odd occasion we, we know it's quite important because on those days we probably feel a little bit crap yeah whereas on the days where you sort your routine out and get up and do stuff you know you literally whatever they are they're really important mm. they're really important to making you function as a human properly and that in itself like having that I suppose it's discipline makes you feel good about yourself means your mental health is on the right track and then everything else doesn't fall apart you know physically doesn't fall apart yeah so i would entirely agree with that jason i think it's it's quite interesting you say that mate because a couple of things really about control and um and what you were saying earlier as well about just that that fruit that tendency for chaos and I think, you know, <clears throat> treading into a lot of chaotic situations myself and bringing a sense of control and order and or just sort of some kind of sequential, yeah, order to 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 some really chaotic situations. But actually that what that does for me, it pushes me out of my, it's continually pushed me out of my comfort zone um, to the point where sometimes I can't even see my comfort zone. You know, you get out of the car and there's just carnage um, around mm. you and, um, and, and trying to bring a sense of control to that, you know, and I vibe, I, in a, a sense, I vibe off that as a, as, 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 as a paramedic and as a HEMS paramedic and critical care paramedic, just bringing that sense of control to it, but, but, or, or order, not control necessarily, because I think one of the things, and I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about this, Jason, is there's, 
I've really had to come to terms with the the, the kind of <clears throat> of failure and not failure necessarily that I can't do what I want to do. Sometimes that occurs anyway, but actually that the patient's going to die regardless of what I do. And, mm. um, and, and, and almost the story is written, the story is written regardless of how good the team is, how much we're preparing, how much, how, how, how well I have my shit together. It, it, the, the, the end point is almost, is almost written. And I've, I've had to come to terms with, with failure, um, lots really. And to the point where I, I, I really, I, I hopefully now just like, it just rolls off my back in a way. I still, sometimes it still gets to me a bit, but um, it, have you had to sort of do the same over your career and even sort of now mate in, 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 in sort of TV and uh, other aspects? Yeah. Um, I think I've, I mean, I've failed a lot. There's a lot of things that I've not, not achieved at or times when I've not achieved them. And I don't, I used to really take it badly. Mm. I used to be so, I used to beat myself up a lot. And then I think I went through a phase where I consciously made sure that I didn't beat myself up. But it's weird when I think about it now. It's like I know that I consciously said that, but it sort of happened subconsciously. I, I can't even work that one out. Yeah. And then it's got to the point now where things don't quite go right, or I or I fail at something, or I think I fail at something. But instead of dwelling on it, I just try and look at a way that the next time I can do it better. And if and they get again, if it doesn't happen that way, it doesn't happen that way because there's a lot of other uncontrollables that mm. happen at a certain given time and it's got nothing you it's all like it's it's like the stars aligning that's i I, that's the analogy i use you know just because i'm doing something at a certain time doesn't mean it doesn't necessarily mean i've done something wrong to make myself fail in what i'm trying to do because there's all sorts of other uncontrollables you know there's how many people on this planet there's environments are changing all the time the weather changes all these different things and it doesn't mean that you've failed you, you might have made a bad call or in your reps you know when you with with hindsight mm. you say oh, i've made a bad call but you probably didn't mm. it's just you're you're just you're just a human being reacting or trying to act be proactive and trying to, you know, you're trying to second guess all. We all, we're always trying to second guess, no matter what we're doing. We're like, you know, how am I going to act if this happens? And then something, something from nowhere, you know, the curveball comes in. You're like, bosh, and all you're doing is reacting to that. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily sometimes. But what you can do is that, as as you go through life, I'm rambling now. I'm really sorry, but <laughs> as you go through life, doing all these different things and things happening, is you're building up knowledge on what could happen next time and so you're just becoming a more rounded person as we go on i I still i genuinely still see myself as a kid yeah that's just 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 fucking constantly soaking up stuff and trying to learn obviously it's i'm forgetting a lot of it i've damaged so many brain cells over the you know over the course of time that i'm not as good at retaining but i think that's the way i look at it it's like don't be so worried about failing because essentially it's just you becoming a more rounded character. And if you're, if you're putting yourself under pressure a lot of the time, that's not a bad thing either because 
you're just basically what you're doing is you're as a kid you, you're comfortable with certain things but then as you get older you put yourself in you should, theoretically you should put yourself into a difficult situation that probably you're not comfortable with yeah. you learn how to do with it then you're comfortable with that situation and that's just called progression yeah that was a massive ramble, but I think <laughs> yeah, that was good. I think there was some really good stuff, actually, mate. Um, there was some good stuff, actually. I, 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 one question I would ask people if I'm mentoring them is, how much failure have Ooh. you got in your life? Because if you've got no failure in your life, you're probably not coming to the fringes of your competence or capacity. And actually, I think, yeah, like you just said, actually, if you're if you're always navigating it with inside your competence, you're probably not growing as a person so i i i fundamentally agree with that actually um foxy no i do just just so just in on on that point um so around communication how like so when i'm when i'm on scene and things are getting stressful uh you know i'm trying to do a bit of closed loop communication so uh, you know I'll, I'll, I'll try and get a read receipt from people or give people a read receipt like oh, so this is what i've heard this is what i want what i want you to do can you do it and, and yeah. then i'll get that back from them eye contact i'll i'll try and use my non-verbals as much as possible um yeah and also and also sort of de-escalate what i've realized over the past 20 years just de-escalating people through non-verbal and verbal communication trying to summarize things so just getting, getting complex situations down to a, a coherent and under uh, like basic narrative um it was and yeah and just de-escalate the scene as much as possible it, it, are those all kind of facets and traits that you would you would you use and or have used in the past in, in a military capacity yeah i think it's probably one it's probably one of the most important things like that communication it it communication whether it's when you're not actually with someone or you're with someone makes people they don't feel alone yeah i mean that sounds weird you know when you're when you're with someone if you don't talk to them they'll feel alone if you talk to them it's like being in a team about like so as a special forces soldier being in a team about to go into an extreme a a situation where someone is probably going to try and kill you Mm. You, you could be, this is really, I'm taking it down to a very, very low level form of communication now. You could be lined up against the wall, pretty good in the doorway. It's been hectic anyway. And you could be that front person. Now, you know there's people around you because you can hear all the chaos. But you're a human being and you are petrified. Mm. You are petrified. However, there's a, this, this is the simplest form. All the people behind you, the back person, when he's ready, grabs the other bloke's shoulder and squeezes it. Just gives it a mm. you know, couple of couple of squeezes, firm. That bloke then passes it and passes it on. Now that that means, right, I'm the back person and I'm good to go. So whenever you're ready, let's crack on. But I think more importantly, it's that human contact of saying you're not alone. Mm. And just, you know, we've we we can take as much time as we like. Now that's the basic one, but I think going, listening to you then talking about, you know, the de-escalation and stuff like that, you you know, you, you sometimes you're in a position of authority, really. I suppose you know you turn up at a, a scene, absolute chaos. Uh, you've had the training, so that means that you are probably the authority at a certain place and time, and then because of your training, you start to sort of compartmentalize. You look at what's going on. And then you start talking to people. 
and you you talk with confidence and authority whether, whether you are confident or an authoritative is a different matter it doesn't matter actually mm-hmm. it doesn't matter at all because you talk and you're like right that's that that's that right if you can just sit down there yeah. that then makes people just chill the out yeah but then also it reaffirms to you that everything's cool you're you're giving yourself your own form of de-escalation do you know what i mean because you're being so a hundred percent i think where everything breaks down is communication you know and it's also about the form of communication you know people being on lockdown have probably had all sorts of you know hectic arguments and actually just and i'm bad as well if you just like chill and like talk properly and with with confidence it chills people out but um yeah yeah, comms call it comms in the military communication no matter how basic whether it's a squeeze of the shoulder or a proper technical debrief on what's been going on makes people it it makes you feel good and it makes people feel good you feel part of something and you feel like you know what's going on to a certain degree yeah, you're right. And it, it, you're right. It adds to that. It certainly adds to that um, situation awareness, doesn't it? When I think, yeah, like I said, when what I've learned as well is just about silencing the micro conversations and just have one macro conversation, have one conversation that everyone is part of. But, and, and then everyone's on the same page and on the same level. And I think just 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 silencing those micro conversations just means it's all coming through one person. And and we've all got that more, more collective situation awareness, which yeah, when it's all going to shit, it's ex- exactly what you need, actually. Um, yeah, gosh, mate. Um, so just looking at, so what I've, one of the things, just looking at self-awareness, actually, because I've really had to figure out my own personal triggers, like we spoke about before, what really triggers me, just, you know, to see, you know, red mist and or gets my emotions up and I'm, I'm what I'm trying to do is navigate my triggers now to a place where there's a stimulus and response and w- making sure that stimulus doesn't flick me over into this immediate red mist response so I just having to open the gap up so I can stop myself reacting have you uh, did is that something that you uh, are you do you have you had to navigate your tr- what are your triggers number one and number two is how do you navigate your triggers i don't know what my triggers are um people not listening to me probably that's my that's my trigger yeah i don't know why and i think that maybe that's come from the military yeah i i did I, you know my, my faults are if things i suppose if things are going wrong i'll look for an out yeah because in the military if things are going wrong, you just you come you come out yeah. and then reset and then look at a different way of doing things, and that doesn't work in real life. And I suppose yeah, people not listening to me can be yeah. a frustration. But um, the weird thing is, I've, I've thought about triggers and that because people people talk about military people. I'm going to use this as an example because um, that's where I've come from. But everyone thinks that we're like in in battle, and I'm thinking about in battle that like everyone's like super aggressive mm. and just angry balls of fire running around all over the place. It isn't. It couldn't be further from the truth. Now I I can be angry and it annoys me because 
the way the reason it annoys me is because I've I've seen myself in situations that involve extreme violence and not nice things, and yet you're probably the most compassionate person in those moments. You're super cool, chilled, just going about doing your business, and then you know people are in different states of whatever, and then you go and then you can go into being compassionate and caring for people is I it confuses me if I'm honest mm. but I know I I know what I need to do to control things I need to take a step back mm. and that's what I think that's what I do I need to be able to I need to be given that opportunity to take a step back because then I know everything can cool down yeah. otherwise the red mit you know we're all human I'm human and I, I lose my shit yeah. I don't want to yeah but, but it's about the more you learn about yourself, the more you understand how you or sh- you theoretically should understand how you control certain things that you don't necessarily like or agree with. Yeah, uh, no, 100% actually. And just having to being able to step back from that, I, I, I do agree. And I do a bit of square breathing every so often just when things aren't either going the way I want them to or there's just something which is really triggering me. Um, from a colleague and or someone else and just learning you're right to control your own physiology your own just your heart rate and just and then actually gives me a bit of clarity you as you were saying just to step back into that situation and be a bit more level-headed and just pragmatic and and um but but to you know i think it's just i've caught myself and i've not caught myself in the past when i react really quickly to a member of staff or I'm sharp back to someone super quick and then realize that actually that makes the dynamic. And I've just actually just yesterday managed to catch myself just before I said something and I was like, Oi! and and I, and I just, I just took a breath and then let, let it go. And then, and then kind of came at it just a lot more calmly. And I thought, Oh, I've just saved myself. I've just probably saved myself about 20 minutes <laughs> or 30 minutes of, of grief there. And um, it's not about not confronting situations, but I guess it's confronting it in the right way, whereby you still get the best out of the team in a moment and then talk about it later. Um, and and when it's when it's not a, such a pressured situation, but it's definitely a journey of exploration. I would, I would definitely agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, literally, I like- it was on my tongue yesterday and I, I was I, I managed to sort of reel it reel it back in and and kind of yeah it was yeah it was it was it was good, it was good. I had a I had a thing yesterday and I'm, I've, I've already I've told this story a couple of times but I'm, I'm doing like a I was doing some stuff this last week this sort of low level very low level sort of support to different places around the country in fact yesterday I was bouncing around a couple of different hospitals in London and just doing clean up and stuff like that and um i was it I was at st mary's you know in paddington yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, and and we'd done our stuff and we've we, we like there's three of us and we like we'll go down to the shop to um get a bottle of water and uh i was, I was st- obviously there's nothing going on in london i'm stood at the, the crossroads and i'm like trying to look for a shop that's open and as i'm stood there the other two lads on with they're on the other side of the road looking at me all of a sudden, I just get whacked by, like, I'm, I'm going to rant about this, and I know my missus can hear me downstairs, and she's like, he's fucking going on about this again. But it's funny. I got whacked from behind by a by someone on a motorised car, you know, these, these, these scooters. Mate, they're, they're dangerous. Yeah. I 
I genuinely very nearly lost my my I lost it nearly did yeah but I checked myself but the, but it wasn't I'm not taking credit for checking myself the thing that that, that stopped me and checked me and stopped that situation being a real nightmare mm. it was the two blokes that were in front of me looking back at me laughing and then going back to you there was an ambulance parked up with two paramedics in it and i looked over it and they were pissing themselves laughing at it and i was just like looked at this person that just blindly ran into me <laughs> they cracked one sped off at Mac 10 and i was like ah, okay the situation isn't as bad yeah it yeah. doesn't it didn't need that reaction that i was quite willing to to you know to to go into enter into and that it you know that was something else that was able to check me but there are times where i have actually been like right hang on before that before this i wish i could do this a lot because it would make my life a lot easier yeah. but the breathing thing is 100% probably the most important thing because mm. it 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 lowers all your stress levels you know you just to actually think about if you go back to the basics of living surviving breathing if you have to think about it everything else just yeah you know yeah. you know there's a lot of there's a lot of realization that you just need to concentrate on the really important stuff and not this yeah yeah what's going on yeah, here and definitely, there definitely uh, absolutely um mate you know just de-escalates myself and 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 like like i said probably yourself but you just you, you're right the power of being able to laugh at your the situation and i just in that i'm just trying to turn it around and just laugh at some of these situations that i find myself in because you think actually a i don't want to take myself too seriously and b it's probably a better response than going into one and just being yeah just difficult with people it's, it, I always try and look at it like, I mean, I, I still do things that I'm not pleased about. And um, when I look back, it's like, it's about being cool and losing your shit is not cool, is it? Yeah, no, I always, as, 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 as fickle as that sounds, it's like, I try to, I'm like, I try and be cool. <laughs> There's a reason why it's called being cool yeah. because it means you're just a little bit less red yeah 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 exactly right exactly exactly um so just pivoting slightly and looking just looking at sort of self-care um uh, just just from just navigating self-care from a place of yeah just understanding yourself and 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 understanding what needs to be talked about certainly so i was just talking to you just before we started um this podcast around you know, I've had to actually speak to my parents and uh, a few other people about about some of the horrendous just just even just dealing with kids without parents over the last few weeks and and having to break bad news to them and and I, I really struggled with that actually for a short while afterwards and just had to ch talk about it and just try and process it and then then just let it go and um just a couple of situations that are really difficult but realize that actually a i can't deal with it myself just on my own because it is probably too much and i can't always make sense of it myself and b it's just good to talk and just good to reprocess stuff and and see let things go that i was never going to be able to save the father or the mother um <laughs> in these situations is that something you've have you orchestrated a similar have you just sought community with some of the things you've had to deal with um, I think I was good. I was good at that. I went through a phase where I was really, really poor at it. And I think when I realized that I was being poor at 
dealing with those sort of situations, I had to be a little bit more, I had to be conscious of who I was and how I deal with situations. And then I had to be conscious about thinking about what I was like before I had this issue. Mm. And it was about going back to that Mm. and resetting and understanding that I need to be a lot more youthful in my mindset. As in, what do I mean by that? Um, as you sometimes you get as you get older you you get to a point where like how do i how do i not do that how do i do like this is just becoming too much whereas i used to be really good at not at the i suppose it's the art of not giving a fuck and then and then you know there's a book that's titled that and and but i never read it but but then you go you come through all these different situations and then i'm trying to work out why i'm thinking about things badly and the decisions I made. I thought I used to get freaked out by all the decisions I made because that led to something else happening and, you know, same sort of thing, but in a different vein, kids were affected and I could see the psychological impact of that. And I'm like, I'm now responsible for that person's all these different things. And then I suddenly realized, and it was the realization came and I was, I was sat in a, in a wooded area on a, on a bench. I saw a kid playing with a mum and the kid the kid must have been like toddler age, sort of 18 months, two years old, just running around, doing its own thing, really loving life, would fall over, hurt itself, ball its eyes out, get back up and do it exactly the same again, yeah. like that. And, and not really care about the stuff that happened because it wasn't in control. Mm. It, was just, it was just, and I was like, I need to be more like that. Mm. I need to be... I need to be go back to being that person that understands there's nothing in control, but don't be scared of anything mm. because it might not happen again. It might do, mm. but you know that's just that's just life. Mm. And I think it's it's a curse getting older sometimes because we we learn too much and we overthink things and we we're, we're governed by our experience through life. But that doesn't mean it's going to keep happening. And if it does happen again. Does it really matter? Mm. It's just, it's just another stepping stone to, you know. I suppose it's it's something like that. Yeah, yeah. I think that's powerful, actually. I think you're right. The 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 power you're saying there, Fox, about just getting back up and and actually not a not thinking too much about it, but b just 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 becoming youthful again in in understanding these things are going to happen. You just gonna you just have to get back up. And I think that what that harkens that that kind of notions to is just that sense of grit and determination, and and just just mm. actually things are some things are shit in life. And you know I, I had to do this exactly the same with this. Uh, you know I had a daughter of six, ten, and twelve sat in front of me, and it was awful. You know and just and and a couple of other situations like it where I've had young ki- young kids who. And I'm just, I'm just gonna get over. I'm just gonna get up again. Get back to work. Mm. Number one, don't take. I, I didn't actually want to take any time. I think take time off is maybe not the right answer. But number two, process it with other people. And number three mm. is, you know, just have a bit of grit and determination about the about these things because actually, it's it's especially with failure and stuff. It's it, it it's 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 actually better to 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 to. to push on through with with that community as well but but just be just understand that 
don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take the situation too seriously. Learn from it what you can. And um, yeah, that's really helped me through actually over these past few weeks and months with some really tricky things. But it sounds sounds very similar to you, to be honest, mate, uh, with with certain things. I think with um, going back to what what you do and what a lot of people are doing at the moment out there, which is, I mean, awesome. If the situation is always going to have been there. Mm. Yeah. You've just come in to see if there's an if there's another route out. Yeah. And if there isn't, it's not it's you you're you know, you coming in is just a nice to have. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And and if there isn't a route out, then there probably wasn't a route out. Yeah. And and you then go on to to another situation where you look for another you know, you're yeah. just I suppose you're a you're you're a guide for some people, but some people they've gone too far down a certain path that they're not going to come back off. Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think that's, that's a, I hope that's a good way to look at it yeah. because, you know, this, this path that some people are on is no one's, you know, there's all sorts of things on the media about whose fault it is. It's, it's here. Yeah. And, 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 and all you can do is like, we keep talking about is control the controllables and do what you can yeah. to see if you can, bring a positive from something if you can't you can't you know you know you've done your best you haven't you, you're not you've not gone there to fuck it up yeah you've yeah. gone there to see if there's a uh, if there's another path out of there if there isn't there isn't you've got to be like okay cool let's go on let's move forward let's see what we we can actually achieve and you know yeah you know, if there's something to learn if if there's something to learn from it, learn from it. Yeah. But don't dwell on it because yeah. that's not going to do you any favors. Yeah, absolutely, uh, absolutely. And uh, you're right. And every cloud's, you know, got a silver lining. You know, just being able to laugh at yourself. I was in PPE the other day, um, yesterday, just having to put this massive, you know, big suit on. I, I'm stood on one leg trying <laughs> to drag this PPE on, end up falling over on my ass, like whilst whilst putting PPE on, rolling around on the floor, just and just thinking, what am I doing? And um, and just being able, the power of being able to just take a step back and just think this is, but, um, but yeah, yeah. But just, I, yeah, yeah. That, that, that not taking yourself serious is really important. Yeah. I, I, I spoke to a friend of mine the other day and we were doing a job at a certain time with a certain group of people and we did, it was a, it was awesome. It was, it was probably one of my heydays and, and this guy was my sort of, he was my boss. We were chatting about it and he was like, why um why was that group why was that squadron that body of individuals why were we so why did everything seem so easy and what and i said well looking back on it i think first of all we took the job seriously but can you remember not one of us took took ourselves seriously and I've, and there's a lot to be said for that i don't know why it's brilliant there just there just is yeah there's i mean I can remember again, low level, just being in Norway, getting in and out of it, like getting in and out of a tent in Norway in the military is a is a kerfuffle. <laughs> you've got to take, you've got to, before you get into the actual tent, you've got to take your boots off, you've got to, you've got a brush dedicated to bright brushing snow off because again, it's about all the basics done well, and not getting water into the tent because it will freeze and make life just miserable. Taking everything off, and then you're trying to climb into the tent. I've got a a multi-tool, like a Leatherman on the thing, that's caught on the tent. And I'm like, all I'm trying to do is go to bed. And my life is utter. And like, everyone's laughing at me. And you're like, oh. okay, yeah. yeah. It's all out. It's like, I suppose that's my 
version of your PPE story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, it is. It is a nightmare. It is, and but you're right. Just there's power. There is real power in that actually, and 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 absolutely, and just de-escalates the whole thing, and and just makes things a little bit a little bit more easy to easy to manage. But just coming into land, Jason, just on on sort of the last question, really, because yeah, just there's a lot of fear around at the moment. And you know, there's a cult, it's almost a culture of fear inbred with the with the news and stuff. And and I, I suppose the ecosystem yeah. you've had to work in and and still do, um, and, and 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 same for me is, you know, you, you could easily perceive it from a couple of different angles, really. One of fear, or another one of just getting on with it, and and actually doing what, staying in your domain, um, and just doing doing the basics well and sticking to what you know. But uh, but how? My question really would be to you is how do you how does how do you harness fear to your benefit, mate? Either personally or or publicly or or within teams. Um, if I so if I what I do now and this is something I've I've learned recently is if I feel an emotion taking hold of me. I'll stop for however long I've got and however long is practical. I'll stop and start looking at what that is, what's happening. Now, I used to do this subconsciously when I was in the military because you're a fine-tuned, you know, person, mm. professional that has trained a lot and can do this subconsciously, whereas now I'm a bit more like, why do I feel like this? Explore that mm. and then think, right, what do I need to do to turn that emotion into a positive? Because if I don't acknowledge it, it's going to just become a negative where I become a flapping headless chicken and I'm like running all over the place or I'm like, oh, right, I'm fearful of something. Why am I scared? Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. That's because of that. That means I'm allowed to be scared. What do I do to get out of this? Or what do I do to alleviate that? Oh, I do this or I concentrate on, you know, what it is that I need to concentrate on to get the job done. And yeah. um, so it's more about, I suppose, uh, would you, emotional awareness mm, is that yeah, is that a yeah, way of sort yeah. of because the fear fear is an emotion yeah which means you're allowed to feel it yeah but it's what you do with that yeah that is the important yeah. thing it's, it's not important that you feel scared yeah because that's you're you're going to feel scared because you're obviously scared of something yeah. but what do you do with that emotion you know yeah. it's the same with anger <laughs> I wish I was better at, at, at harnessing anger, but fear, I'm very good at, yeah. at, at harnessing. Yeah. Some of the others I need to work on, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, I think that's, you know, I think that's, awesome. that's what it is. It's like, yeah. 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 No, I agree. I, I 100% agree. And I, I would absolutely say that, you know, and it, they say, you know, what is it? Bravery is, is not the absence of fear. It's fear that said its prayers. You know, it's just, it, it's not, mm. not feeling fearful. It's what you do with that emotion, which can then help you perform and navigate. It's, it, I think it's a good thing to feel it. Mm. It's, it's, I think it becomes dangerous if you start yeah. to lose that. I think people go through stages and phases in life where they might lose their emotional connection and that's when you're probably at your most vulnerable whether that's professionally or more to, you know whatever because i you know I've been, there's been times where i've not felt scared and that's a dangerous thing mm. Mm. i think and, and you know people shouldn't be ashamed of emotions whether you know because it just means that you're a human being mm. Mm. in fact you should you should celebrate feeling fearful or angry or you know, whatever, whatever it is, I think it's a good thing. Yeah, I think I think that's an excellent place to finish off, actually, Jason. Because I think I think you're right, and it safeguards, it can safeguard 
a lot of things really as as a feedback mechanism and acknowledging it, doing the right thing with it. But it's probably there to it's probably there to protect you and and keep you safe uh, in a lot of situations, really. So um, I yeah 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 I do agree. Listen, you're a legend. I really I've really appreciated just your time today because it's been no, about, mate, about an hour. Um, but yeah, but I so I, re- I really have appreciated it. And just just so if if people want to find you, I guess they can find you online. Um, and Instagram, Instagram, all those sort of weird things. Yeah, all the things I used to absolutely detest. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Listen, you're a legend, and thanks for talking today, mate. Mate, awesome. Thanks so much. Pleasure. Thank you.